Welcome to Bible Education Institute. My name is Reverend Henry Kelly. And today we will be in the New Testament book of Hebrews, starting at chapter 11 and verse 1, and we'll go through the whole chapter. And the, t and the, uh, uh, the name for this section is Faith in Action. And if you have an NIV, which is what we're going to be reading out of the New International Version, um, it should say right on top of it, this section says faith in action is going to describe uh, like some of the history of the Old Testament. And like the ones that had faith in it's going to name a few of them. And before we get started, I want to go over what the Bible is. That way you'll have it. Uh, you know, every now and again, I try to put it into the podcast, and and so that we have something to, you know, uh, speak with people about and have some facts. And before we get through that, I know you know you have people that uh, some love uh, the King James, which I love King James, but a lot of the people coming up now, you know, it can be a little difficult because it's the old King's English, which. You can learn. It just takes a minute. But for right now, I'm just trying to make the Bible easy to understand. That's kind of the motto of a Bible Education Institute. And then I was uh, listening to someone, and they had mentioned this. They said, you know, when you transfer, um, like uh, um, when you're transferring the Bible into like different languages, Spanish or whatever, you're doing it in a way that they can understand and in their language, right? And so it's like Spanish, the same thing. It's not modern, it's not like the King's English or nothing. It's just in a translation of words that match what the English is or whatever to that a language that they're speaking, right? So, so they can understand in their own language and dialect, right? And it's the, it's the same thing. We have, since it's like you know, we have the old King's English, which I love. Don't get me wrong; I love the King James version. And uh, but it's not the easiest, the easiest one to to understand unless you know you're used to reading it and studying it, and you've looked up a lot of the words that we use. So that's why, for these purposes of just trying to reach as many people as possible, I would say first, you know, get a a modern language, and you have to be careful with those too, because some are more a lit literary instead of exact copy, you know, exact translation. So the NIV is pretty good, the New International Version. Then you have the Living Bible, that's pretty good. Um, then you have the ESV, English Standard Version, that's good, you know. You just have to be real careful. And, uh, so that's why I use the modern language because I just want to make the Bible easy to understand and to encourage people to start reading the Bible for yourself. You know, let the Bible speak to you, you know. And and also another thing I'm seeing is that, um, well, it's been around for a while, but it's like people learn different things from different people or denominations, whatever. And so they teach you to look at it through their lens, so instead of just reading what the Bible actually says and learning hermeneutics, which means what is symbolic, uh, what is literal, uh, what is an allegory, what is hyperbole, you know, stuff like that. 
so you can understand where the sections of this Bible, but but not to look at a lens of through a certain person the way they want to believe it, or like a different. Um, oh, you have some of the other ones that are stray from the Bible, you know, and I don't know if you're listening, and it's not meant to. Uh, what I'm going to say, it's not meant to offend you, but I'm just giving you truth if you are listening. And that is those from the Jehovah Witness, uh, Mormon, or the Church of the Latter-day Saints, what they call themselves now. And a lot of the other ones, you know, that they stray away from the Bible or they create their own Bible or whatever. But let the actual Bible itself that were... Uh, we're taken from the original Bible that was in Latin, and then the first English one was created like in the uh, about 500 years ago. But to take that Bible and let it speak to you, or get a modern version that's that's been translated exactly from the original, make it an original but in modern form, uh, modern language form, and let the Bible speak to you. And don't add anything or look through a lens or anything like that. Just let it speak to you. You'll be surprised by letting God speak to you through his word. Okay, let's begin. What is the Bible? A reliable collection of historical documents written by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses. 40 authors, 66 volumes book or books, span of 1,500 years in three continents, Asia, Africa, and Europe. Written in three languages, mainly Hebrew and Greek, a little in the Aramaic. Hundreds of subjects and topics, and that's something that will help you. You know, and, and if you're going to college and you have an atheist professors or one don't believe in that, and, you know, they may try to say something about it, but you can give them that and it'll give them something to think about for sure. Okay, let's begin. In the New Testament book of Hebrews, in starting at verse 1, and again, the, the name for this section is faith in action. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Verse 2, this is what the, the agents were commended for. Verse 3, by faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Verse 4, by faith Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith he was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offerings and by faith Abel still speaks even though he is dead. Verse 5, by faith Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commanded as one who pleased God. Verse 6, And without faith it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So Enoch was very obedient to God, so and he just they used to spend time together, like you know God would would show up and they go walking or whatever, and he just continued walking right into heaven. That's amazing, isn't it? Verse seven: By faith Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, I'm in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By faith he commended the world and became heir. Oh, he condemned the world and became heir. 
of the righteous that is in keeping but with faith. By faith uh, verse 8, by faith Abraham, when called to go to a place, he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. Verse 9, by faith he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him. Of the same promise, verse 10. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. Verse 11. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. Verse 12. And so from this one man, and he, as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. So, so at this time with Abraham and Sarah, they were very, very old, you know, like in their 90s and stuff. And, you know, they were past, you know, being able to, to, to have children and stuff. And then you know, Sarah, you know, she was past childbearing. But God supernaturally allowed them to have that. And they bore children because God promised them that. And God promises something which you can find in the Word of God is going to happen. You got to be careful now because people say, oh, I hear from God. God told me this. God told me that. It's like this. Whatever God tells us now comes from the Word of God. It's already there. The promise is already there. So if what somebody says doesn't match what the Word of God says, then it's not happening. And those that claim to be prophets, according to the Old Testament, Somebody claims to be a prophet has to has to give you a prediction or uh, prophecies, whatever it has to come true every time. If one time it doesn't, they're a false prophet. And there's a lot of people that they say, "Oh, it's hit and miss" or whatever. I gotta understand. No, according to according to the Word of God, that the Old Testament now so that means the Old Covenant um, that they should be stoned, right? And you have to be careful now because a lot of people saying this stuff and. They're proven wrong all the time, but they always save excuses. But you see, if we don't know the Word of God, you can be easily fooled. That's why we must read the Word of God, read the Bible daily without fail, and do what it says, because if you don't read it, you'll be fooled. And the Bible is powerful. Not only is it, is it eternal, and it describes the way to salvation, which is through Christ, because we've broken God's moral law, the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not lie, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not covet, you know. And uh, and lying in uh, in the, the Bible, it calls lying bearing false witness, which is lying, and so forth. There's, you know, there's, there's more, you know, uh, there's other ones. So you got seven others, I just described three. Let's continue. Um, verse 13. All these people are still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them for, from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. Verse 14. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. Uh, verse 15. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had opportunity to return, verse 16. Instead, 
They were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Verse 17, by faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises about to sacrifice his one and only son. Verse 18, even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Verse 19, Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead, and so, in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac from the death. Verse 20, by faith Isaac blessed Jacob and, and Esau in regard to their future. Now, let's go back to verse 17 and through 17, 18, and 19. Now, there's a lot of people now that they'll, you know, things will pop in their head. They may know a little bit about the Bible, not much. And they haven't learned how to put it together and break it down and everything. But what happened then, as far as God telling Abraham to offer up Isaac as a sacrifice, right, doesn't mean to kill your children. You know, it doesn't mean that you can do that now. No, that was the one time for that purpose of testing and Abraham did not kill his son because God gave him a lamb that was in the bushes and it got hung up in the bushes so he can use that. Uh, because as, as Abraham was coming down with a knife to kill Isaac, his only son at the time, God stopped him and said, no, I was just testing you, even though God already knew. But, but Abraham, that definitely helped his faith. But remember, that is for only at that time, then, that one time. You know, that doesn't mean that we can go and do all this crazy stuff. That's why you have to know the Word of God and how to rightly divide it with hermeneutics. And there's hermeneutics books you can get. Bible, Biblical hermeneutics or Bible hermeneutics is important to know what that is and how to use it properly, which is just the different sections of the Bible that's meaning certain things. Again, it's like uh, what is literal, what is parable, uh, what is um, allegorical or an allegory. Um, or like hyperbole, you know, sim symbolic symbolism, you know. And it's once you understand that, then it makes the Bible, you know, very understandable. Okay? Let's continue. So, verse 20. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. Verse 21. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshipped as he leaned on top of his staff. Verse 22. By faith, Joseph, when he... When his end was near, spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions concerning the burial of his bones. Verse 23, by faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. Verse 24, by faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Verse 25, he chose to be mistreated. along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. Verse 26, he regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ 
as a greater value than the treasure of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. Verse 27, by faith he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. Verse 28, by faith he kept the Passover and the application of blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. So in that one there, when they had the Passover, that was the first Passover, and that's when, um, when the Egyptian king at that time wouldn't let the people go, and he put all the plagues on them, and the last plague was he was going to kill the firstborn. So he told the Jewish ones to take a, a, a perfect lamb's blood and put it over the doorpost, and then when the, uh, when the angel of death would come around, uh, he would bypass those that had the blood and and so therefore so so in Israel there's a lot of you know weeping because the firstborns were dead and finally the the king of Egypt relented and let him go uh, verse 29 by faith the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land but when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. So God, um, he, he, he opened up the sea and held back on both sides so, so the, um, the Jewish people uh, could walk by, could walk through to the other side, and it was completely dry. But then when the Egyptians tried to follow him, to kill him, God let the waters come back and it drowned them all, you know. And some people are going to be listening to this. They may say, well, how can that be? Well, you know, the problem is you can't, you can't look at God with your human mind or with your human thoughts because God is sovereign. He's almighty. He's everything. He's the creator. He's our creator. And we're his creation. You know, and there's something we're just not going to figure out. That's why it's called faith. And you have to believe by faith that God is doing this. You know, I mean, to be an atheist takes more faith to be an atheist does, than it does to believe in God. Especially trying to believe that uh, that that lie they, that, that's been promoted for years and years now. Especially in all the schools and colleges about um, evolution that... We came first. We came from an amoeba in the water, and then started developing lungs, and then slowly became a fish, and then from there became a, a frog, and then hopped on the land, and then from there we became monkeys, and then finally the people. Now come on, now that's ridiculous, and that's all speculation. None of it's been proven, and none of it's going to be proven because it's a lie, you know. But they teach it as a lie, and it's a theory. But they take the theory and make it to you. To children who don't know any better, trying to learn and telling them that that's fact, and it's not fact. It's a lie, and they're lying to people. It's a lie. It's hard to believe that. They're just to believe that supernatural being, God, our heavenly Father, created us, male and female. That's it. There's not a hundred genders and all like that. No, male and female. Period. Did you know uh, when you die, and in your bones, the DNA is in your bones, so they can dig you up hundred years from now or whatever. And they can test you, and they're, they're going to know whether you're male or female because it's the DNA that God put in there.
Yep, let's continue. Alrighty, let me find my place. Okay, verse 30. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the army had marched around them for seven days. 31. By faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies who was not killed with those who were disobedient. So she helped them when they were spying out the land of how to take it over. And she was the prostitute there, but had fear for God and, and helped them, so um, she was spared. Verse 32, And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, and Jephthah. Jephthah, about David and Samuel and the prophets. Verse 33, Who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, verse 34, quenched the fury of the flames and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies, verse 35, women received back their dead, raised to life again. They were others who were tortured, refusing to be released so that they might gain an even better resurrection. Verse 36, some faced jeers and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. Verse 37, they were put to death by stoning. They were sawed in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. Verse 38, the world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, living in caves and in holes in the ground. Verse 39, these were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised. So they, were, they just believed that the promise was going to happen. Verse 40, since God had planted had planned something better for us so that only together with us would they have made perfect. And that is it for 11. That's amazing stuff. Amazing. Simply amazing. So, now you know about faith. You know, let me give you a little comment too. You know, we're in a, a time of when True Christians, that means people who are willing to die for your faith. And it's time to get up off the couch, off the sofa, whatever, you know, get off your backside and start witnessing for God. You know, learn as much as you can of the Bible. Get Find a good Bible-believing church. I know it's very difficult these days. But those that know the Word of God, it, it's time to start Bible studies and teach and stand up for what is Stand up for right and for godliness because too many people are too comfortable and they won't stand for anything like these two. And look at the mess we 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 see our nation in and around the world. And so we're going to have to stand up. And standing up is, you know, is costly. But we got to stand up. I don't know how long I'm going to be able to do this because eventually they're going to come shut me down or, or throw me in prison or kill me or whatever. And I'm good with that. Hey, I know where I'm going, you know. But but yeah, you know, it's time to, to stand up, stand up against all this wrongness happening. You know, if, if we, we either stand together or we'll hang separately, and that's a fact. Okay, let me give you a little scripture. 
Second Corinthians chapter seven and ten, the King James says this: "Godly sorrow worketh repentance." You know, knowing that we've broken God's moral law, the Ten Commandments. Have you ever lied? Um, have you looked at another person with lust? According to Jesus, we've committed adultery in our hearts already. Have you hated anyone? It's, uh, according to Jesus, you murdered them in your hearts. Um, have you ever took anything that doesn't belong to you or borrowed something, never brought it back? It's called stealing. We've all done this stuff. You know, you can try to um, make yourself out as, as Mr. and Miss Wonderful, but I'm telling you, we're not. We've all broken this, you know. We've all broken the commandments, had bad thoughts, whatever. That's why we, we must have Christ. Christ is perfect. We are not. Romans chapter 6, verse 23, the ESV, the English Standard Versions. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God, of God is the eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Yep. Uh, Luke chapter 6, verse 40, NIV. The student is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like their teacher. So what are you sitting under or what do you spend a lot of time listening to and, and watching and hearing and all that? Luke chapter 6, verse 39, NIV. Can the blind lead the blind? Will they not both fall into a pit? So if, if you're with other people that don't know anything and not looking for God, what's going to happen to you? You're going to go down the same road, you know? So time to... It says, come out from among them. Be, be separate, says the Lord. You know, come out from among them. You know, there's a time when you need to get trained and learn, and then you go and start witnessing to these people and telling them the truth, man. You know? Yeah, it's going to bother them. This is how it is. People don't want truth because it. when you give them scripture, it's, it's going to convict their hearts. Their conscience will convict, but hey, that's part of, you know, of loving people, you know, but it's also not the most, not the easiest thing in the world either. Let me see here. Let's see, Psalm chapter 51, verse 17, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, uh, broken in a contrite heart, O God, thou will not despise, and that's true. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 23, turn you at my reproof, Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. You know, so God's calling us. It's whether we're going to hear that caller and respond. Ezekiel, oh, this is the Old Testament, chapter 18, verse 32. For I have no pleasure in the death of him that dieth, saith the Lord God. Wherefore, turn yourselves and live, and live ye. That means turn to God and live. Luke chapter 5, verse 32, this is Jesus speaking. He says, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And we are all sinners. We have sinned before God. Let me give you some salvation scripture. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 through 10, 13, King James Version. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God has raised from the dead that shall be saved. Verse 10, for with the heart man believes in the righteousness of the mouth's confession and made salvation. Uh, verse 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans chapter 10, verse 17, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you need to turn to God, call on him and ask him for mercy, for his mercy and grace and repent. 
Ask God to forgive you of all your sins and a turn from it and then surrender your Surrender yourself, surrender your will completely to God. Surrender yourself to God completely. And start reading your Bible daily without fail and do what it says. That's salvation. It's not saying a prayer today and you're good to go the rest of your life. No, it doesn't work that way. Yes, you start off in prayer and you give your life to God and say, Lord, forgive me and help me and guide me and direct me. But then you got to stay with it the whole time and let God teach you and mold you. And he will convict you when you mess up. You just go back to him and you ask for forgiveness and mercy and continue on. Let me give you some resources. Apology of Studios with Pastor Jeff Derby. He's on YouTube. And also, you can use the audio podcast on Apple. And his website is apologiastudios.com. A-P-O-L-O-G-I-A-S-T-U-D-I-O-S.com. And you can go there and look at, you can put in the search engine there on the website, Dr. Greg Bonson, or Bonson New Year Seminary, and you get a free seminary education. He's passed on, he died, but his family left all his recordings of all the years um, that he was a professor in a uh, Christian university. And it's, therefore, you can get a literal free seminary education through that. I listened to it myself. It's very, very good. Let me give you some other resources. Dr. Vodi Bakum on YouTube. Um, and you can, and and all this is YouTubes and websites. Living Waters with Ray Comfort. Livingwaters.com. R.C. Sproul. And he's got, uh, you can go to his, which is uh, League and Air Ministries. You can find him on YouTube and online. Answers in Genesis with Ken Ham, AnswersInGenesis.org. Wall Builders with David Borton, WallBuilders.com. And, and he gives you Christian history of the U.S. and other. Dr. Walton Mar Dr. Walter Martin on YouTube, WalterMartin.org. He's a great teacher also. Um, and if you would, and you go to our website, you can watch us on uh, or listen to us, whatever, YouTube, Rumble, and then the different audio platforms, but I'll give you just a minute. You can go to our uh, website, which is all lowercase, bible-education-institute.webnode.com. That's W-E-B-N-O-D-E.com. And if you would like to, to correspond with us or you need a Bible, We'll be glad to send you one for free, and it's Bible Education Institute at gmail.com. And you can go to our um, audio platforms. It's Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Amazon Music, Overcast, Chrome, G Potter, Firefox, Safari, iTunes, Audible, Alexa, Google, Podbean, Internet Explorer, Facebook, Podcast Addict, and others. And if you need books, you can go. Oh, yeah, and our ministry is Bob Education Institute with Reverend Henry Kelly, which you can find, you know, everywhere. You just put that in the search engines, it'll pop up, or YouTube, or Rumble. And if you need, like, books and Bibles, you can buy, like, used ones or new ones at uh, Abe Books, A-B-E-B-O-O-K-S, Thrift Books, and Amazon, etc., Another good thing you can listen to is Faith in History. William Federer gives you uh, the world Christian history. 
and it's called Faith in History. You go to uh, put a TCT network in your search engine. When it comes up, you just click on it, and then you go to on-demand programs, and it'll pull up this. So Faith in History with William Federer. If you want to know about the Old Testament, Ancient Jewish Wisdom with Rabbi Daniel Lappin. So, remember, seek God. Call on God now. And ask him to forgive you of your sins and turn to him and surrender your life, surrender your whole will to him. You know, no matter where you're at or what you've done, it doesn't matter because we're all guilty. I don't care what society says, we're all guilty. And also remember, read the Bible daily without fail and do what it says.